Firstly, first, Heather, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Very busy. Not too bad. Yeah, you have a release coming up this Friday. So uh, yes. exciting times. Just before we head over to the new album, I, I was wondering about Who Am I? Because it was made in such a crazy time. Mm-hmm. You weren't really uh, allowed to tour it. Uh, did, were you able to kind of finish off that record before moving on to Unwanted, kind of mentally and, and in terms of kind of closing that chapter down and then starting a new one? Yeah, it was a bit strange, and I feel like there was some kind of weird overlap. But I'm I'm the type of person that once something is done and out of my mind, it immediately leaves it and I'm on to the next thing. So I think because I think like that, I was able to do it so fast, and I was it was easy for me to have that transition, even though Who Am I was still kind of really existing. I knew that I had to use... Um, the time during the pandemic when we couldn't tour to record Unwanted. It had to be done during that time period or it would have been God knows when we would have been able to do it. So despite everything that happened the past few years, was it a very fruitful period for you creatively? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I, I think it was really beneficial and saving to me that I had I was able to do the second album and the third album whilst everything in the world was going on because I think mentally I would have really struggled even more if I wasn't able to make art and make music and write and that sort of like gave me some kind of sanity, you know. Right. And is it then inevitable that certain feelings that come with lockdowns and stuff that they seep into uh, to what you're writing or was it more of an escape that you that you now had the time to kind of settle your thoughts? I think the the lockdown definitely did influence this third record anyway because we were so deprived from playing live mm. and we knew that when we stepped back on stage we wanted to have fun with it and that sort of indicated where we wanted to go in this next record and hence why we went more heavy in terms of the music and we just wanted to have fun and I think you genuinely have more fun when you're playing hard and music rather than kind of like soft acoustic stuff. Yeah, it feels like that there were hints of it uh, on previous albums, and then you kind of kind of hear the development, and then now you kind of fully went for it. So, so exactly, what gave rise? Yeah. yeah, what gave rise to it? Was it just a matter of confidence, or, or just as you mentioned, sitting down and staying still so much that you wanted some action? What was kind of exactly? The... Yeah. It was just the fact that we was like, yes, sitting still. And for so long that when, you know, when we knew that we were going to play music and live music again, we wanted to just jump around as much as possible and have the best time. And so that really influenced the record. When did the notion of Unwanted uh, come to you? Mm, I think... I knew I knew what I wanted to talk about in terms of this record and I wanted to touch upon feelings that Pale Waves haven't touched upon before and there's a lot of darker subjects with Unwanted. You know, there's a lot of um, anger, jealousy, vanity, um, depression, not feeling, you know, wanted or good enough. And I kind of wanted to own that, especially as a woman, because I feel like even in this day and age, if a woman's angry, 
you know, she's a crazy bitch. But then if a man's angry, he's confident because he knows what he wants and he's upset. So I wanted to own this record and this feeling, these feelings and sort of show other women that it's okay to have these feelings and to be confident about it, no matter how much people try to label you. Yeah, I felt similar to what I just mentioned about the music that in terms of your lyrics, in terms of your thematic uh, kind of outing or output, uh, it, it's also kind of become, it, it's developed. It, 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 previous album was already a little bit more honest, I suppose, more about your own life. And then, then now yeah. it's it's even more raw. So how do you see that development? Again, is that something that, that comes with confidence? What gave you the sense that now is the right time to talk about those things? Yeah, I think it comes with confidence, definitely. I think it comes with growing up and getting older and becoming more comfortable within my own skin. Mm. And the more the more confident I become as a person, the more able I am to let down my walls and to, you know, speak about things that I would never dream of speaking about years ago. And yeah, that's purely just down to confidence and me being um confident within who I am. What gives rise to that confidence on a personal level then for you what 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 uh were there certain things that happened to you or what 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 kind of allowed you to to feel that confidence now I think it's just personal growth for me I think just yeah just um one having a break from touring life and Mm. reevaluating how to sort of live my life and take care of myself and then two just just maturing, just getting older and just wanting to be a better and stronger person. You know, when I was sort of like in my early 20s, I, was, I wasn't I was thinking about looking after myself. I was just thinking about having a good time and partying and stuff. So um, it definitely comes with age. You mentioned that you already had a, kind of had an idea of what you wanted out of uh, this new album. So, so what was the starting point? What, was there a song that kicked it off? Was there just a, just a, a guitar riff or something? I think the song that started it off was "Lies," okay. um, which is why it's kind of the introduction to the album. It's the the first track on the album, and I feel like that's a perfect track to sort of indicate to the listener what direction we're going in. I always think of it as a swimming pool. I think we put the fans in the the kind of the shallow end. We've not pushed them into the deep end yet. So I think Lies is definitely the perfect introduction. In terms of that song, then, uh, I wrote down uh, All Your Lies Caught Up With You, and this is something that, that we see in, in real life a lot. So mm. so was, were there specific things that, and I can even imagine uh the industry lying to you or for, for instance so, so what what was kind of the yeah the spark that that created that song i think it's just a collection of events or situations in my life that i've kind of bundled into one okay. um the music industry definitely is and can be quite a problematic place and even just day to day life you know friendships that I once had um, that people have lied to me in the past about, you know, certain things that you shouldn't lie about. And I think this record for me was just getting a lot of my anger out and a lot mm-hmm. of my frustration and um, a lot of darker feelings and that I've never really expressed before. So 
yeah, it was it was a build up of years, I think. You know, I've been lied to plenty of times through life, just like everyone has. Sure. And I really wanted a song about that kind of deceit and deception. I find it interesting because this kind of uh, evolution, so to say, are you, are you, as you kind of change as an individual as well throughout the years, uh, are you aware kind of of these changes or is it only in hindsight that you can kind of go, oh, I wrote that song because of that? Or I think sometimes you randomly get points in your career where you can reflect sometimes because it's genuinely so busy you don't have time to reflect and look back right. and think oh wow you know I wrote this song about that or oh okay I guess I started writing that song because of this situation it's hard in the moment to really like just step back and look at things but I tend to just get random moments where I'm like wow that's really cool that, that happened or you know I'm really glad that I wrote that song so I think just random spurts and moments. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to... You mentioned a couple of those kind of emotions, jealousy, anger, frustration. Uh, was there one kind of thing that stood out for you that, that kind of made you angry or made you frustrated? I think there's a collection of things okay. on this album that make me angry and frustrated. Um, I, there's so many, you know, there's friendships being, you know... Um, deceitful or being lied to there's there's people you know with huge egos and vanity issues um feelings of people not thinking I'm good enough and that kind of you know internal battle of knowing your self-worth but then trying to ignore what other people are saying so I think there's honestly there's so much there's so much to like anger throughout this record you mentioned those friendships and I don't know if, if this is your perspective, but the type of job you have is, is a bit strange. It's, it's not a very regular mm -hmm. nine to five thing. So the, no, I can imagine strange. that as, as the success uh, starts to grow as well, that people around you treat you differently. I've heard that before from artists that people kind of can't, can't see you the way they saw you uh, mm. when all of that wasn't around. So has that been a factor at all that people don't really get what life as a musician is or a touring musician it is strange um I think yeah people definitely do treat you differently um and you just kind of have to remind them that you're still the same mm. person you know it's just people listen to your music and want to come to your shows that's the only thing that's different I mean we as a band I think we're very humble and down-to-earth people so you know we're just not much has changed for us 
except mm. yeah people just want to listen to pale waves which is amazing but um yeah it's definitely not a normal job and you can you can definitely see who's trying to use you because mm. you know they want to be seen with you or something versus someone who's genuine i think it's really easy to well, for me to spot those kind of people these days. And I don't really try to associate with with people like that at all. I, I'm right away, if I know that they're a bit sketchy, I'll just kind of remove them. <laughs> Fair enough. And you mentioned kind of the, the notion of self-acceptance. And I can imagine, especially as a public figure, when you, when you put music out, people will have something to say about it. So you'll always, <laughs> always get comments about that. But uh, in terms of kind of, taking into account what people uh, people might think of you is that a tricky thing to balance where you you are honest to yourself but also kind of where where you find that acceptance of yourself yeah it is a tough thing when people feel like you know they can say whatever about you mm. I, th I find that a lot online um especially with artists so like people you know actors or actresses I think people forget that they're just a normal human being at mm. the end of the day so it's not necessarily you know right or a good thing to write these cruel comments or mean things about people because if you you might think they might not see it but they might at the end of the day you know you never know um so I don't think it's right that people do that I think people need to be nicer in general and be more fragile with people's feelings but um I think as the years have gone by during pale waves I've started to give you know less and less shit about what people have to say genuinely you know I I feel really confident as a person I feel really confident in this record and it's the art and music that I want to make it's the messages that I wanted to speak about so if people don't like it then that's fine you know you you don't have to like it no not everyone will but um that doesn't mean that it'll upset me because I've I've done everything truest to what I could have done so um yeah it's very much like my skin has got thick enough to not get affected by those things anymore I think when you're young and you're starting out, you can be really fragile and want to hear what everyone wants to say mm. and bothered by everything. But now I'm just, I'm just really not. And then part of that, I don't want to say journey, but I'm going to, it's, it's, it's also kind of some of those things you, you can't always do alone. So uh, with a song like The Reasons to Live, which which talks about this moment in your life where somebody, where you were, I don't know if it's personal, but I, I'm assuming it is, where you were in a certain situation or, or weren't feeling all too uh, happy mentally, and then somebody mm -hmm. helps you get out of that. So so what has that been like in the past uh, yeah, years with the people around you kind of, getting out of yeah it's been amazing I feel like right before the pandemic mentally I was so fatigued and I was so like fragile and it's not it's not normal to do four years of straight touring it's exhausting and I think people really glamorize musicians lifestyle even when you're at the top and you get like um like kind of 
Avril Lavigne level or like Machine Gun Kelly level or like Shania Twain level, it's still probably really exhausting for them because you sleep on a bus, you know, you you wake up in different venues all the time and, you you know, you've got to go and shower wherever. Like it's, it's all very chaotic and there's no stability to it. And it's amazing, but it is mentally and physically exhausting. And especially when you're not even at that top level, like you're still grafting, you're still like putting your body through so much. And we were doing it for like four years straight. And I was just, I was kind of fed up with it at that point. And I was, I didn't love it as half as much as I did when I started because I needed a break. And so the pandemic really came at a good time for me. I mean, it's awful that it came, but I really needed that break and during that break, I feel like I really grew as a person and I really, you know, realigned my ambitions and and worked on myself as a human being. And then I came back into touring with a lot, you know, a more healthier relationship with myself, but with touring as well. So um, I now know when to say like, no, I can't do that. I need a mm. break. Or if I do that, I'm going to make myself sick. You know, I need, I need, time to just breathe so i've learned that too during the pandemic yeah that's very good to hear because it reminds me of a, of a line that i wrote down from uh, the hard way pretending everything's okay we i think a lot of us uh throughout life are, are always pretending like everything's okay to, to the outside yeah. world just just to get through Definitely. it and it's good yeah. that you kind of figured a way well no i have to just tell them I, i'm tired no, after no. yeah exactly and I feel like we're always trying to please everyone else mm. except ourselves. And I feel like I was doing that for years. And I finally learned recently that, no, you know, I have to think about myself sometimes too and listen to what my body's saying. I feel like my body's quite fragile and delicate, so I need to take care of it. Whereas in the past, I would push it to its absolute limits. And that's not that's not good to do that. You know, you'll, you'll get really sick. And at points, I did get really sick. Well, it's good to hear that you kind of found a found a more healthy way to deal with that. Then, yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of uh, you mentioned you kind of realigned your your ambitions. Now it's it's maybe difficult to to put into words exactly. But what are your ambitions? Are they creative? Are they are certain levels of uh, success? Do you want to play certain venues? How do you see your ambition now? Well, I would love to be playing arenas. Um, I think our ambitions are quite, you know, the the high up there. We're very we're a very ambitious band, and we work hard and we we strive to be, you know, at the top. And it'll be amazing to like headline festivals and stuff. And I can see the growth that we're 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 having, and it's really amazing to, you know, see how far we've come. But yeah, we we want more, and we want we want to be bigger. So hopefully, this next record will help us do that. What, yeah, how, how should I put this? What has the interaction been with the fans then? Because the, after, when you have your first album, it's it's relatively fresh, that connection. But now after this being the third album, uh, you kind of live with these people that listen to your music as well. So so what has yeah. that interaction been like? And kind of what do you get out of it? Does it reinvigorate you or... Well, I feel like our fan base, you know, they're amazing and they're very supportive and they're very dedicated. But obviously 
when we released the second album, there was no interaction at all. Like, right. we just did as much as this, you know, on Zoom as we could, but it was so strange. And it almost feels like it wasn't an album release because you really couldn't do anything. You, we couldn't tour, we couldn't play acoustic shows, like we couldn't meet fans and sign vinyls or anything. So that was a really strange experience for us. So I'm so glad that we're able to have that interaction now, especially with the third album. But um, we try and interact with our fans as much as we can and we try and do so much for them because, you know, they're the reason that we're able to do this at the end of the day. And the good thing is then uh, you have uh, quite a bit of touring scheduled for the fall. So so yeah. after, and then I'm sure you've played shows in the meantime, uh, the last couple of years, but certainly not as many as you would have liked. So so what are you looking forward to going back on the road and also keeping in mind kind of that the sense that you have to take care of yourself a little bit more as well? I'm looking forward to playing um, the shows we just got off a, an American tour with Five Seconds of Summer mm -hmm. and that was amazing. But the venues were huge, like insanely big. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing some of the more intimate shows and um, meeting everyone again and just having that kind of human face-to-face -face connection. Yeah, because I can imagine we, we've talked about the, the sound of the album a little bit, but for instance, with a song like uh, The Hard Way, there is a certain delicacy to it uh, which I, I would imagine shines a lot better in those intimate situ situations so when you were working on that song especially in terms of structure and uh, arrangement what was the idea behind this song the idea behind the song was to have like a, a huge almost ballad but more of a a hardcore ballad something that built dramatically and built dynamically along the way so that perfect match of having something so delicate matched with something that sounds really raw and heavy and um, hard hitting. So we knew immediately before we even wrote the first verse how it should structurally go. Hmm. And I kind of wanted a build up to this huge release at the end. And um, yeah, it was, it was, you know it's such a, a great song to write and such a relief and kind of I'm so glad that we have that song now because I feel like it's such a strong message that will kind of hopefully influence other people to be kind of with the words and to be understand that people are fragile at the end of the day yeah this might be a strange segue in a way but um there was there was this UFC fighter uh, Paddy Pimblett. He's he's uh, mm -hmm. from the Liverpool area, and he he after his win, he kind of shared a similar sentiment of not being able to recognize him, one of his friends uh, committing suicide. So, yeah, it's it's a very important thing. Why do you think that people still this? Is, I don't know. Why do you think people still kind of are afraid to share those 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 feelings they have? I think because. It's such a, a sensitive subject and, you know, people almost see it as like a taboo subject where it's like, no, like we should be really fragile about this and we shouldn't think that it's, you know, impossible and that people aren't thinking that way because mm -hmm. there's many people out there that are struggling. But I think a lot of people are afraid to realise or, see that people are genuinely struggling 
I think because they don't want to admit it themselves. Mm. Um, they don't want to know that that person's struggling because maybe they'll feel guilty or maybe, you know, they'll, they'll know that they'll have to like help them out in some way. I don't know, but people, yeah, I think people are almost scared to know the truth. Because it, it reminded me as well, the the notion of unwanted. I mean, that, that, that is one of those feelings that arises, I suppose, that you feel like you're unwanted and there's nothing exactly, left. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I felt that, felt that way multiple times and, um, I want this record to kind of be something that all those people relate to and find, you know, connection within the record. Okay, one final question then. What is one song or even artist in the last year that you found solace in or where you kind of found strength in, in a certain song? Or... God, let me have a look at my... Um, <laughs> my iPhone. I really like um, Angel Olsen. Sure. O L S E N. Unfuck the world. Okay. That's a good e one. Excellent. Yeah, I love her work. She's excellent. Yeah, she's so good. All right, Heather. All thank right. you well, so thank much you. for taking the it time. It was great to chat again. Amid your busy schedule. Yeah, good to see you. Hopefully we can do this in person at some point I know, again. Yeah, I would love to. And we want to come back to the Netherlands so bad. So hopefully we do soon. We'll be glad to have you. So so I'll let you go. Thank you. Have a great day.